Listen to God's Word for May 18th. Today's reading includes 2 Samuel 20 and 21 and Psalms 5 and 38. May God bless this reading of His Word. Second Samuel 20 Now a worthless man named Sheba, son of Bichri, a Benjamite, happened to be there, and he blew the ram's horn and shouted, We have no share in David, no inheritance in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, O Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba, son of Bichri. But the men of Judah stayed by their king all the way from the Jordan to Jerusalem. When David returned to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he had left to care for the palace, and he placed them in a house under guard. He provided for them, but he no longer slept with them. They were confined until the day of their death, living as widows. Then the king said to Amasa, Summon the men of Judah to come to me within three days, and be here yourself. So Amasa went to summon Judah, but he took longer than the time allotted him. And David said to Abishai, Now Sheba the son of Bichri will do us more harm than Absalom. Take your lord's servants and pursue him, or he will find fortified cities and elude us. So Joab's men, along with the Kurathites, the Pelathites, and all the mighty men, marched out of Jerusalem in support of Sheba, son of Bichri. And while they were at the great stone in Gibeon, Amasa joined them. Now Joab was dressed in military attire, with a dagger strapped to his belt. And as he stepped forward, he slipped the dagger from its sheath. Are you well, my brother? Joab asked Amasa. And with his right hand, Joab grabbed Amasa by the beard to kiss him. Amasa was not on guard against the dagger in Joab's hand, and Joab stabbed him in the stomach and spilled out his intestines on the ground. And Joab did not need to strike him again, for Amasa was dead. Then Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba, son of Bichri. One of Joab's young men stood near Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in his blood in the middle of the road, and when the man saw that all the troops were stopping there, he dragged the body off the road into a field and threw a garment over it. As soon as Amasa's body was removed from the road, all the men went on with Joab to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. Sheba passed through all the tribes of Israel to abel beth and through the entire region of the Berites, who gathered together and followed him. And Joab's troops came and besieged Sheba in abel beth and built a siege ramp against the outer rampart of the city. As all the troops with Joab were battering the wall to topple it, a wise woman called out from the city, Listen, listen, please tell Joab to come here, so that I may speak with him. When he had come near to her, 
The woman asked, Are you Joab? I am, he replied. Listen to the words of your servant, she said. I am listening, he answered. Then the woman said, Long ago they used to say, Seek counsel at Abel, and that is how disputes were settled. I am among the peaceable and faithful in Israel, but you are trying to destroy a city that is a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the Lord's inheritance? Far be it, Joab declared, far be it from me to swallow up or destroy. That is not the case. But a man named Sheba, son of Bichri, from the hill country of Ephraim, has lifted up his hand against the king, against David. Deliver him alone, and I will depart from the city. Look, the woman replied, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman went to all the people with her wise counsel, and they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bichri, and threw it to Joab. So he blew the ram's horn, and his men dispersed from the city, each to his own home. And Joab returned to the king in Jerusalem. Now Joab was over the whole army of Israel. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was over the Kurathites and Pelathites. Adoram was in charge of the forced labor. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was the recorder. Shiva was the scribe. Zadok and Abiathar were priests, and Ira the Jairite was David's priest. Second Samuel 21 During the reign of David there was a famine for three successive years, and David sought the face of the Lord. And the Lord said, It is because of the blood shed by Saul and his family, because he killed the Gibeonites. At this, David summoned the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not Israelites, but a remnant of the Amorites. The Israelites had taken an oath concerning them, but in his zeal for Israel and Judah, Saul had sought to kill them. So David asked the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? How can I make amends so that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord? The Gibeonites said to him, We need no silver or gold from Saul or his house, nor should you put to death anyone in Israel for us. Whatever you ask, I will do for you, he replied. And they answered the king, As for the man who consumed us and plotted against us to exterminate us from existing within any border of Israel, let seven of his male descendants be delivered to us so that we may hang them before the Lord at Gibeah of Saul, the chosen of the Lord. I will give them to you, said the king. Now the king spared Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the oath before the Lord between David and Jonathan, son of Saul. But the king took Armoni and Mephibosheth, the two sons whom Rizpah, daughter of Aiah, had borne to Saul, as well as the five sons whom Merab, daughter of Saul, had borne to Adriel, son of Barzillai, the Maholathite. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the hill before the Lord. So all seven of them fell together, 
they were put to death in the first days of the harvest, at the beginning of the barley harvest. And Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it out for herself on a rock. From the beginning of the harvest until the rain from heaven poured down on the bodies, she did not allow the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beasts of the field by night. When David was told what Saul's concubine Rizpah, daughter of Aiah, had done, he went and took the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from the men of Jabesh-Gilead, who had stolen them from the public square of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung the bodies after they had struck down Saul at Gilboa. So David had the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan brought from there, along with the bones of those who had been hanged. And they buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in Zelah in the land of Benjamin, in the tomb of Saul's father Kish. After they had done everything the king had commanded, God answered their prayers for the land. Once again the Philistines waged war against Israel, and David and his servants went down and fought against the Philistines. But David became exhausted. Then Ishbi Benob, a descendant of Repha, whose bronze spear weighed three hundred shekels and who was bearing a new sword, resolved to kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeraiah, came to his aid, struck the Philistine, and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, You must never again go out with us to battle, so that the lamp of Israel may not be extinguished. Sometime later at Gob, there was another battle with the Philistines. At that time, Sibachai the Hushathite killed Saph, one of the descendants of Repha. Once again there was a battle with the Philistines at Gob, and Elhanan, son of Jair the Bethlehemite, killed the brother of Goliath the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was still another battle at Gath, where there was a man of great stature with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He too was descended from Repha, and when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of David's brother Shimei, killed him. So these four descendants of Repha in Gath fell at the hands of David and his servants. Psalm 5 For the choirmaster, to be accompanied by flutes, a psalm of David. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. At daybreak I lay my plea before you, and wait in expectation. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. No evil can dwell with you. The boastful cannot stand in your presence. You hate all workers of iniquity. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit but I will enter your house by the abundance of your loving devotion. In reverence I will bow down toward your holy temple. 
Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make straight your way before me. For not a word they speak can be trusted. Destruction lies within them. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. Declare them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own devices. Drive them out for their many transgressions, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. May you shelter them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely you, O Lord, bless the righteous. You surround them with the shield of your favor. Psalm 38 A Psalm of David For Remembrance O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, or discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have pierced me deeply, and your hand has pressed down on me. There is no soundness in my body because of your anger. There is no rest in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have overwhelmed me. They are a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds are foul and festering because of my sinful folly. I am bent and brought low. All day long I go about mourning. For my loins are full of burning pain, and no soundness remains in my body. I am numb and badly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. O Lord, my every desire is before you. My groaning is not hidden from you. My heart pounds, my strength fails, and even the light of my eyes has faded. My beloved and friends shun my disease, and my kinsmen stand at a distance. Those who seek my life lay snares. Those who wish me harm speak destruction, plotting deceit all day long. But like a deaf man I do not hear, and like a mute man I do not open my mouth. I am like a man who cannot hear, whose mouth offers no reply. I wait for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord my God. For I said, Let them not gloat over me, those who taunt me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is ever with me. Yes, I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. Many are my enemies without cause, and many hate me without reason. Those who repay my good with evil attack me for pursuing the good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. Be not far from me, O my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at org.